0: The point is is to make the changes, right? We don't we don't go buy a cookbook and say, Oh, these recipes look yummy. Well, a lot of us do. <laughs> and never make it <laughs> you know, never make any of the recipes. Yeah. We've gotta get out of those patterns.
1: Power to live more with Joe Dodds.
2: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold.
1: Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today I'm interviewing Angela Anderson of AngelaAnderson.life. Joe found Angela via the podcast guest website, where we get most of our lovely American guests from. Coaches, entrepreneurs and health and wellness professionals work with Angela to rapidly scale beyond six figures and massively scale their f- cash flow. As an advanced Psyche K facilitator and former employee at the Psyche K Centre International, a leader in subconscious pro- reprogramming, Angela teaches people how to leverage proven neuroscience and mind management tools to unlock and transform their self-limiting, self-sabotaging and negative beliefs about money. When she's not working with clients from all over the world, she spends her time with her husband and two boys in Colorado, nestled at the base of Sangre de Cristo Mountains, overlooking the Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve and travelling the world. Back to the studio.
2: Today I'm interviewing Angela Anderson of AngelaAnderson.life. Welcome, Angela.
0: Great to have you with me. Hello, Joe. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me as your guest on Power to Live. Lovely. And we're um, we're, we're sort of uh, showing
2: our productivity here by having had to reorganise a couple of times, and now fitting this in between two meetings. So you've dashed in and you're dashing out later. So we're we're quite impressed with our our productivity today, aren't we? <laughs>
0: yes and our organization and how easy we can be flexible and get things done (laughs) exactly and
2: we're obviously working from different parts of the world so we've even managed to cope with the time difference so uh, so far so good (laughs) 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 so although yesterday's email to me did worry me a bit I thought you thought we were talking yesterday and I thought it could all go horribly wrong but here we are so
0: tell us a bit about who you are uh, what you do and where you do it yeah, so I'm Angela Anderson, and you know, underneath all of the accolades and all of the things that I've done on a professional basis, I am just a girl. You know, I'm a I'm a woman. I'm a I've got two kids. They're 11 and 13 years old now. I'm married, and I am living my life and working on myself and growing and evolving just like everybody else who's listening to us today, Joe. And um, as a profession you know, going to an office and doing something for someone else and then separating my personal and professional life just wasn't ever a good fit for me. So the profession that I do is I help coaches and entrepreneurs reprogram their money code so that you can massively scale your cash flow, your growth, and your impact. And of course, that includes Having stellar productivity and organization, well-being, energy, resilience—all the things that um, you teach and you you support your listeners in this podcast. Lovely. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I found is that these we do a lot of outside approaches to being more productive, right? You know, how many planners have you bought over the years? And, (laughs) you know, how many, how many times have we done the New Year's resolutions and the dream boards and, and uh, taking supplements for our energy and all of that is very necessary, but we have an inner world that is huge and that greatly affects all of these things all of these aspects in our lives and so my business is actually centered around helping you tap into that inner world so that you can massively increase all of these areas of your life in your business hmm and where are you based I'm in Colorado in the United States and do you work from home from an office from coffee shops <laughs> well, <laughs> I know from my car. Uh, yesterday, yes. I actually worked out in my car. Um, it's summertime here, and oh. so. Um, I, I actually do have an office space that I'm going to be moving into once my children start school. So I'll be part-time at a professional office building and then I have a home office as well. Um, but what's nice about an internet business is that I can take the show on the road. So it's, if I need to, then I will pull up at a park bench and have a beautiful green (laughs) view and work with a client that way.
2: So funny you should say the working in the car bit and the fact that we're sort of cramming this interview in between other things. I had to do a radio show, a live radio show uh, for for Success, who I will um, say podcast for on Monday from my car because I had to be three minutes from another appointment. And so I couldn't do it and then drive, you know, to where I was going. And so it's warm here and I had to keep opening, that, I had to keep muting myself and opening the door to waft some cold air in. <laughs> and when I muted myself the first time, I actually cut myself off and I was hosting it. And just as the show started, so it it didn't really work too well to begin with um so yeah lovely so um first of all for any listeners who have been thinking what was that line at the beginning for it was from a film it's reminding me it's reminded me when you said I'm just a girl I thought where's that from it's Notting Hill just in case anyone was you know racking their brains
0: oh is it you know because I think Yeah, I think more of the song by Gwen Stefani, where she Ah, sings, she's the girl. Yeah, Ah, yeah. yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Um, So just in case anyone had one of those things where they were going to be, you know, trying to remember. Uh, And and, and also great to be talking to you today, particularly, because I've just in the last week or so, I've just been really reflecting on our sort of inner game about how so much of what we do and so much of our sort of happiness and our success and our sort of work-life integration all that sort of stuff is so driven by you know our our sort of personal development and and what we think and and I see so many people I think probably who who well I don't know I don't know what the common denominator is but there's so many people who don't work on or or are not aware self-aware perhaps of how important that is. Um, and I've just been noticing it this last week. Um, and so it's really great to be talking to you and, and to be able to sort of dig into that, that stuff today.
0: Yeah, and you know, we're not taught that, Joe. We, no. we, we are taught to, um, to hear what people say instead of watch their body language. Mm. You know, we're, we're taught to um, seeing is believing kind of stuff. And when we actually pull back the curtain and look at the, the science, uh, cognitive uh, psychologists and cognitive researchers show that we're only really in, in aware of 1% to 5% of what happens in our day. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to question, well, what about the other 95 to 99%? Where, mm-hmm. where is that actually coming from and like you said it's actually is this inner world that we uh, we don't always have a hold on and we're not aware of what's going on
2: mm-hmm. but it's
0: really controlling or ruining our lives in some circumstances creating manifesting or not
2: yes yeah.
0: yeah so let's
2: digging a bit deeper into what you do by talking about why you do what you do as with most of my guests I'm sure there's a journey (laughs) that has led to where you are now (laughs) so uh, I don't know how far back you want to go but uh, why, why are you doing what you do now?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I I love saying this because I've done a lot of different things in terms of professions and earning money and trying to find importance and, you know, purpose. And the work that I do as a money code reprogrammer, psyche facilitator, it actually found me. And I didn't ever really think about you know, when I was little, I wanted to be a nurse, uh, when I grew up. And, um, in a way I do find, I see myself as kind of like a, kind of like a nurse, because I really do help people to heal themselves and to find their own inner doctor, shall we say. And, and, and this role just happened to me. And I, and I believe Joe, that, you know, again, if you, regardless of whether you you look at life from a spiritual angle or a scientific angle, is we could it's just language. Um, the scientists will say that everything is energy and is vibrating, and you know, like attracts like, and and you know, positive and negative charges and whatnot. And people with spiritual language will say, you know, will you uh, you attract what you are, and you know, whatever. And yeah. I I attracted the work that I do because of of what I'm interested in and, and what really resonates with me, which is personal development, doing something meaningful, having neat, meaningful, deep connections with people. And so I was a bookkeeper at the Psyche Center International and was learning about everything that they were all about. And it was absolutely fascinating to me. I, I felt like I was actually learning the truth, the truth about life, the truth about ourselves, And, and how to be aligned so that you can be the best version of yourself. Um, Because step one is getting in control of our own lives, right? Kind of like uh, Maslow, um, was it Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yeah. You know, and getting your own needs met. And then everybody though, you know, studies show that after you have your own needs met, then you want to affect the greater world around you. So, That's how the work found me was just, again, just being a girl, trying to do her best, get a little space from being a stay-at-home mom all the time to do something differently and always being in alignment with with some of these more deeper uh, spiritual connections, more meaningful work. I was doing bookkeeping and I, I... My client, uh, Rob Williams, the originator of Psyche-K, needed a bookkeeper and I said, sure. And it just, um, it blew the doors wide open on my potential and where I'm at in my life right now. So
2: tell us a bit more about Psyche-K and what that actually is, involves, and how you use it. That's quite a big, how long have we got? So maybe the shortened version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So Psy-K is a set of tools and processes that help you access your subconscious mind so that you can rewrite limiting programs into self-enhancing programs. And the result is living in a state of being more empowered, more in line with your true self, and being able to move powerfully forward in your life with all things positive and self-enhancing. And how this works is that we have 30 years of science and research that backs up the claim that the secret to life, Joe, is actually belief that when you look at what is going on in your life or your business right now and you specifically look at what's not working like i don't know anybody who's perfect and who's got everything dialed out and and you don't have to either be you don't have to be a total mess either and be broken in order to want to improve your life you know everything could be going quite well but it's in our nature to want to grow mother nature always wants to grow and rejuvenate so it's based on the fact that we look at our lives and right now, as they are, and then we look at what we want our lives to be, and what is holding all of that up even in the physical form are our beliefs so we've we've seen that with our with psyche is that when you can identify the beliefs that you want to change and that you want to have as as running programs in your subconscious mind, then that is where the real the rubber hits the road. And you can the you change the program in your mind in order to have a different output in your life. And
2: a lot not a lot. Some people would say that this stuff was a bit woo-woo. And you said, you know, about the spiritual sort of thing, people talking about, I don't know, the law of attraction, all that sort of stuff. But as you say, this is actually anchored in neuroscience. This is researched science. Tell us more about that.
0: Yeah. So we have a, a wonderful spokesperson, and in fact, he's known—he's uh, known in the scientific world as well. And his name is Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he wrote a book called The Biology of Belief that basically proved that we are not slaves to our genetics, that there is an epigenome that is above the layer, the DNA layer, that actually determines. Uh, how, how our biology functions. And it is the epigenetics is the science above the genes, which shows that, hey, you can affect that based on how you perceive the world around you. So you have these little receptors that poke out and they, they perceive the world and they make, you know, draw judgments and conclusions. And as a result of that, that affects your biochemistry and how, and in your biochemistry, we can we can take it to yes, that that means your health and you know the way that you sleep and you know how you respond to food, but also part of your biochemistry are your values and your attitudes and your behaviors. And with that information, it just blew up in the scientific world many years ago. and in fact, he was an outcast for a while because the old model of, you know, the DNA model and, and these are your genes and you're stuck with them, um, people were grasping onto that as you know, as if it were the truth, but it's, but we're, we're showing that it's not. And so what, what, ha- what he says is, hey, you know what, if you can rewrite, your beliefs at the subconscious level your programs then you can affect your body's chemistry and your DNA and psyche is a method and a modality that is a belief change modality that involves super learning where you can rewrite these beliefs. So it's, it's, we have a lot of information out there, Joe, of, okay, so, you know, I get this whole thing about my beliefs and I get this whole thing about how powerful my subconscious mind is. And I get this whole thing, this whole thing about how I can affect my biology, but how do I do it? Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, we blow the lid off. Well, we've got clinical psychotherapy and we've got emotional freedom technique and we've got NLP and we have a, we also have belief change modalities like energy psychology and that is where psyche comes in. It's a it's an energy psychology modality that you can use to quickly rewrite your beliefs, so that these programs that are running ninety to ninety five percent of your life are life enhancing and not self sabotaging.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the average person probably sort of understands that or believes that it, that belief is important, but I do wonder how ironically how deep that belief goes fundamentally as in you know people on the face of it would perhaps admit that yeah you know they have self-limiting beliefs or they they you know they this is how it is and it can't improve that you know and, and they'd sort of rationally acknowledge that, that they believe that um and then perhaps agree that they could change but perhaps not really believe that either it's really it's a real like um, it's a
0: mind-bender, sort of, isn't yeah, it? Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's right. i have trying
2: to think of a polite word for. What I'd usually call that as. Exactly. <laughs> um, I know, it, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious too. Where, where it goes, just even at the sort of really, I don't know, basic level is not the right word, but there was a, a TV program in the UK a few months ago, a few weeks ago, that was about uh, putting small children, like seven-year-olds or eight or nine-year-olds maybe, into Organisations to work for a week, and their focus was around social mobility. And even just watching that, it was really obvious how some of the children, depending on their upbringing and I guess their um, biology and everything else, had very fixed views about what was possible for them to do. So there was one little boy whose mum was a, a bar lady. And they lived in quite a deprived area and he was aspiring to be a barman. Now, you know, that's not that that's a bad thing to to do uh, necessarily, but he couldn't see that there were any other options in his world because he believed that that's all he could do. And and just at that level, you can see how belief is really key. Never mind when you start thinking about, you know, the subconscious sort of overriding the, the, the sort of conscious thinking as well
0: yeah yeah well you know um, when we're born we can swim like dolphins and but as adults we for we forget that and it's programmed out of us you know so so for example I I, there, I always love to, to look at the analogy an acorn tree is programmed to be an acorn tree you know a seed and yeah. it's got all all of the codes it needs in order to grow into that uh, uh, an embryo is programmed to become a baby now of course if, if something is introduced that compromises then you know then that can be compromised but generally speaking we there are a lot of very healthy babies that are born on the planet without having the having to do a whole lot different other than eat and, and sleep a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, babies, uh, per, pretty healthy babies can be born under some stressful uh, situations. And so um, one, one specific example is we we're born to be able to swim like dolphins. But because adults, we, that we don't believe that. We have been, become disconnected from some of those natural things. Uh, the the parents then, with their child, the minute that the child gets close to water, they start to fret. You know, they they get the little water wings out and they plop them in a in a floaty, and so they they program fear of water and you can't swim into the child, which then is a great industry for swimming lessons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so there are there are, we, there are a lot of things that. Um, that we do because we we're just in passing it down from generation to generation as the human condition, the way that we are, that are actually um very self-limiting. And mm-hmm. like you said, with this with his child and his whole world was watching his mother and her capabilities. And so that's what he took on for himself.
2: hmm So tell us a bit more about how you work with your clients. What what sort of what's the day look like? How how does that
0: pan out? Yeah. So so how I work with my clients is is most people need some If you're new to this information about beliefs, and like you said earlier, Joe, you know, a lot of us don't realize that we have limiting beliefs and that they are really impacting our lives. But we do know that something needs to change. We know that Mm -hmm. we feel burned out, right? We know that we're 40 some years old and we think to ourselves, is this it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I want more like there's got to be more to this to this thing. And that's when we start looking. And so that's when I encourage if you're in that stage, if you're listening to this and you're in that stage, go to YouTube, start watching Bruce Lipton's videos, pick yourself up a copy of the biology of belief, go to the Psyche.com website, go to my website, start listening to my other, uh, my interviews and reading some of the articles and getting in on the information that I have. It's very helpful Joe to, to educate ourselves because you know, we do need to, we have two minds, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And we need to engage that conscious mind. It's the one that's creative and reads the books and says, okay, I'm going to make these changes and these are really good ideas. It's our subconscious mind that decides whether we're going to carry out any of these good ideas or not. <laughs> so when, when you can get on board with, okay, there's something to this, subconscious mind, beliefs, got it, I've got to change. Oh gosh, I have a whole book of limiting beliefs that I can write about myself. <laughs> that is when you can shift into, okay, now how do I do this? Do I do I do cl- clinical hypnotherapy? You know, do I um, begin a journaling practice? Do I read Think and Grow Rich and start in, you know putting those principles that Napoleon Hill um, has for us? Uh, do I get psyche sessions? What what do I actually do because there's gathering information and convincing yourself and then there's actually making the decision to to begin to figure something find out what's going to work for you to make changes. And mm, the mm. point is, is to make the changes, right? We don't, we don't go buy a cookbook and say, oh, these recipes look yummy. Well, a lot of us do <laughs> and never make it, <laughs> you know, never make any of the recipes. Yeah. You've got to get out of those patterns. You've got to yes. go get the cookbook, make the recipes, enjoy it and reap the benefits, you know?
2: Yeah. And you're saying that really the, the, the key is that you need to work with your subconscious mind and that's regardless of how you do that, as in, there are various routes to do that, and it, but it's that bit that's the important bit, not not the just thinking uh and learning part. Yes, of it. Mm-hmm. yes,
0: because our, our the research shows that ninety to ninety five percent of your day is being controlled by your subconscious mind mm-hmm. and the programs running in it.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: we, because if you think about it, we're mostly preoccupied with the future in the past, and it. Uh, you know, meditation and mindfulness, so there's a lot of things out there that we're aware of where we can, you know, you always hear, you know, be in the moment, be in the moment. But when you really honestly look, we're hardly ever in the moment. We're
1: mm.
0: we're, we're thinking so many things, you can't possibly be aware of them. So what it, no. if you worked with your subconscious mind, and you said, okay, subconscious mind, I want you to automatically be be like this to to believe in yourself to know that you can attract abundance know that your next best opportunity is right around the corner have that confidence then it's automatically just carrying that out 95% of your day mm-hmm. kind of like how your hair grows and how your nails grow and you know how your skin you know you regenerate new cells every couple of years
2: mm-hmm. same,
0: same thing same thing so how
2: how can we apply that to uh things like our productivity things like getting things done things like as you say improving our financial situation what what tangible things can we do obviously this is what you do you're not going to cover it all in (laughs) the
0: next 10 minutes (laughs) yeah yeah so the first thing is is start with because we're if, if you are convinced now that you've got to tap into that 95% of your mind that is actually running the show, mm-hmm. then the first step is to ask yourself, what do I want? What yeah. do yeah. I want? I want X amount of money in my bank account at all times. I want to pay my taxes every year with ease. I want to serve X amount of clients at this you know, price point per month with ease and flow. Um, so you look at what you want. And then you look at, well, what are the beliefs there? What do I need to actually believe in order to be at this place? And Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, Joe, it's deserving. It's having, is being worthy of it. It's having the time. It's having access to the tools and the knowledge and the resources. It's having the support. So you go from what you do want to what the beliefs are that are going to get you there. And then finally, when your beliefs are in line, then it's a lot easier to take action. You do have to take Mm -hmm. massive action, right? You might need to hire a bookkeeper, right? You might need to work with a business coach. You might need to take a Franklin Covey time management course and color code your Google calendar. (laughs) (laughs) But you, I promise you, you're not going to do those things and enjoy them. You might procrastinate and self-sabotage if you have beliefs that I can't do it, this is boring, this is tedious, I'm just not good at this. If you have Mm -hmm. a bunch of those things that are operating, then it's going to be difficult to actually take action and um, have those massive results. So it's what do I want? What are the beliefs? And then what specific actions do I need to take?
2: And it's interesting you used words that I really like like ease and flow and uh, I was just reflecting as you were saying about the three stages about uh, a project I'm working on at the moment which is a, a membership site uh, around community, accountability, learning and um, um, materials but that's sort of <laughs> irrelevant that's sort of in there um, but for home-based coaches and consultants which is um uh, the people that I work with and um I, I've been planning this for for a long time and um and ha- you know was, was quite slowly moving forward on a lot of this stuff and then I, I took part in a challenge recently um actually because I wanted to look over the shoulder of the person who's running the challenge because she was using the membership Uh, course software that I'm using. And I actually just wanted to see how she'd set it up. (laughs) I wasn't really aware of what the challenge was when I started it, which is quite funny. Um, But the challenge challenge ended up being writing a 1,000 words in less than an hour. Uh, And I actually did take part in the challenge properly, and I ended up writing an article which was 2,000 words in less than an hour. So it was really impressive. And uh, it was a guest from a previous show, Colette Mason, in case anyone's interested. Uh, But what was interesting is I wrote she said to write a sales page. It wasn't a sales page, but the article was about my new membership site. And I answered a number of questions, you know, who it was for, why it was important, how it could help people and so on. And because I did it in an hour, and I literally, I, I, I recorded it, I just spoke it, I got so excited. And I pushed through so much to um, that belief thing, you know, rather than all the sort of issues that you have as you're looking to launch a new product, I'd forgotten all of those by the end of the hour, because I was doing it in such a um A reduced amount of time, I suppose. You know, I sort of pressured, up, pressurized it all into this hour. That I was, you know, bouncing at the end of it. I was ready. I was taking action. I was doing loads of things that I'd before been procrastinating on. Because when I reflect and what you've just said, I allow things like, oh, no one will be interested. Oh, you know, it's going to be too hard to do this. Oh, I don't know, whatever. And
0: actually, I felt this <laughs> It's going to be crap. And <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. I felt this energy for, you know, a good week or two directly related to that hour that i spent and i know that that was what it was about and it was because i i believed myself (laughs) and i forgot to believe all the rubbish that i tell myself but obviously as another couple of weeks has gone on i've allowed some of those things to creep in and that that's the challenge isn't it how how you know how you sort of do this work so that you continue to live with those beliefs and not allow all the stuff that we naturally normally allow to come in and sort of wreck them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you bring that up, Joe, because it's not like you're going to shut yourself in a closet and do a bunch of belief change work and then come out white light and, you know, live <laughs> like, yeah. Be like, okay, I'm good. We're always evolving. And, yeah. you know, making more money has more challenges, um, yeah. more challenges with, uh, with people with uh, taxes <laughs> mm-hmm. um, with organized organization and productivity and so it's it's really more your mindset um, how you approach those challenges and and one thing that I want to talk about is is there is a lot of great information out there about you know five things to be more productive now and you know three things to do in the morning before you check your email and I just want to let you, and our listeners know that all of that is great. But sometimes we find ourselves in a two hour morning routine where if we go on vacation and take a break from our mindset routines for a few days, we come back and we need a vacation from the vacation because we're so off kilter. Yeah, yeah. And I do believe that it is important to establish routines and to have repetition and and learn new things to do and have them as a part of your life, but there has to be a way where you can make some of these important things an automatic part of your life mm-hmm. so that they are something that you don't have to think about and you don't have to make yourself do, and that is where the power of doing subconscious work comes in because when you actually work with your subconscious in some of these things, like you were saying, you know, I can write, I, you now know you've proven to yourself, you can write a 2000 article word article in less than an hour is when your subconscious mind has a new set of instructions, then it internalizes them and it makes it an automatic part of your life. Just like when you get up in the morning and you go to the bathroom and uh you know, do whatever it is that we do in the morning without even having to think about it. Mm. And so there are people on this planet that are making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars without having to think about it because they've gotten enough positive self-enhancing programs embedded into their subconscious mind that it is just doing this that and bringing that energy and the actions and the alignment and the focus and all the things that they actually need to do in their daily lives is bringing that into line and on an automatic way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So let's be careful about piling on our plates. Oh, okay. You know, here's all this new information. Now I'm going to do this protocol because at the end, if we find ourselves, you know, doing a five hour protocol in the morning and another two hours in the evening, it's like, ugh You feel so regimented. I I want our lives to be smooth and with the flow and natural and organic.
2: But isn't that an example of people thinking and and using sort of thoughts and plans based around those thoughts about what they should do as opposed to fundamentally changing their beliefs? So they don't, I don't know, they don't work on believing that they're a, a person who sleeps well, for example. They instead put in lots of things around bedtime routines and closing the blinds and all that sort of stuff as you say stuff if you like rather than necessarily changing their beliefs.
0: Yes yes and it's when you don't when you haven't embodied uh, a good night's sleep in a long time you do feel disconnected Mm -hmm. and you think that it's the routines and all the outside stuff that is going to help. And don't get me wrong. It it can be very supportive. I mean, I love putting my lavender oil on before I go to bed. I love it. I've got my earplugs because my husband is not the quietest (laughs) of sleepers. And, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, I used to be addicted to a white noise machine and how can you travel and spend a month in Europe like I like to and haul around a white noise machine? You know, mm. um, it, you could probably cue it up on your phone these days. But back in those days, so I reprogrammed my subconscious mind to be able to sleep under any circumstances. Mm. And mm. it worked really well because, again, we want to do we want to constantly be self medicating or do we want to just be?
2: Mm it's interesting there's an article that I don't know where I got it from but um, it pops up on Feedly every week uh, which is my morning routine or something so they interview people and they write their morning routine and they always ask the question you know how does this happen when you travel or you know do you change your routine when you travel and as you've said more often than not people do because you just can't physically maintain that same um, sort of process in most cases and and it's interesting uh because it's almost like you're uh, you're setting yourself up to compromise knowing that for x you know i go away quite a lot as well you know for if i were to have were to have this as you say two hour routine i would know that probably a quarter of the year i wouldn't be able to do it (laughs) so that's sort of not quite the the point is it
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and there's that space where we live in trying, like I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, Mm -hmm. and then just embodying it. And Mm -hmm. uh, let's really take an honest look at that is how long have you been trying? And maybe it's because you've been doing conscious methods, which aren't always reliable. Mm. and uh, do the math. Our conscious mind works at 40 bits per second, so it can process 40 bits of information per second. And it sounds pretty impressive that you can deal with 40 things at a time consciously, but your subconscious mind can process 40 million bits of information per second. Mm. So when you do (laughs) the math, you'd rather your subconscious mind be the one with the instructions and driving mm. the wheel than your, than your conscious mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So getting onto more sort of practical questions. Um, what about as you go about your day and your work, what, what um, tools and apps and, and things do you use to enhance what your subconscious is getting you to do?
0: <laughs> did you like the way I did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love My Google Calendar, my online Google Calendar, I've got it. It's open all day on my computer, uh, and I have the app on my phone. And uh, how I have it is I I use a system called Calendly to schedule my appointments. So anybody, uh, all of my clients um, who schedule their sessions through there, folks that want to talk with me about becoming a client, my podcast interviews, All of that goes either through Calendly, which then talks to my Google Calendar. And it's great because I just set office hours. I say, look, I will see clients on these days between these times. And I'll do podcast interviews and I'll talk with potential clients. And so if my boys have a dentist appointment or if we were gonna be going to Las Vegas here in another couple weeks, I just block it out on my Google Calendar. And it talks to Calendly, and so all of my clients and anybody who wants to spend, you know, have time with me, they just don't have those days as an option to book. Mm. So, for example, I got a new client just this Monday. I went to bed Sunday night, inbox was clear, woke up Monday morning, checked my email, boom, new client. She had registered, she'd paid, she was getting ready, she was just totally set to go. And I was sleeping away like a baby at midnight while she was getting herself hooked up to move powerfully forward in your, her life. And I just, I love it. It's brilliant. And so I'm, I keep everything very, very simple. I would say those are my two most powerful tools because you cannot, time is a very valuable commodity. I don't care how much money you make or how little money you make. We all have the same 24 hours a day. And if you're not managing it well, then you are going to wake up one day and wonder what the heck happened with all your time. What did you do Mm -hmm. with it? And when we're running a business, the last thing we want to do is feel like we're spinning our wheels and wasting time. So those are the two tools that uh, really support me.
2: Mm, mm, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a a fan of Google Calendar too. And I use Time Trade for similar reasons as Calendly. I have used that in the past as well. Um, And uh, one thing, the feedback I've had in the past from people is it actually people see us as being really professional because we just send a link and it all happens and it all sort of works um, as opposed to, you know, that sort of email backwards and forwards trying to find that one slot. (laughs) I mean, we would never have been able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) if we were working on that basis so yeah um, yeah yeah right so what about sort of learning and improving yourself you we sort of talked at the beginning about how this is about changing beliefs and it isn't just about sort of taking on board learning and creating routines and following checklists and all that sort of stuff it is about sort of embedding that how do you turn sort of your learning and that sort of more conscious Uh, improvement stuff into embedded subconscious learning
0: yeah so so for example I I attended um, a series of webinars about establishing routines uh, in my business so that and I know a lot of folks listening to us you it's supposedly the end of your work day (laughs) (laughs) yet it's really difficult to close everything and say I've done enough Right. Yeah. And so I I, it was wonderful for me to listen to this information. And and what I do is when when I get information on the conscious level like that, I think about, well, how how do I want to use this to change? And what do I need to believe? So I need to believe that I have done enough. And so I change it into a belief statement that I can then test with my subconscious mind to say, hey, subconscious mind, do you have this program, this program that says I, my set off, I, I, I accomplish everything that I need to do to move powerfully forward in my business within my office hours? So that would be an example of a belief statement that I would then test with my subconscious mind. And in the psyche modality that I do, we use muscle testing in order to access our subconscious minds and find out which programs. And so I would just take all of the information that I learn on a conscious level, turn it into a belief statement that is in the present tense uh, first person form, and then do the muscle testing. If it doesn't, if my subconscious mind says no, then that's when I say, okay, are you willing to get this new set of instructions so that I, when I close my computer, I don't feel tethered to it all evening long? Ignore my children, you know, be clicking around on my phone while I'm cooking dinner, you know, all that. I did a lot of that stuff in the beginning of my business. And I mean, think about the nonverbal communication that you give to your family when you are never really done with work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty damaging, uh, especially if you have young kids. They they just learn that hey, the, your computer's more important than they are. Your spouse yeah. gets the message that your computer's more important than they are, and then and you give yourself the message that hey, your self worth and, and your results are somehow tied to you always being on, and that is that's the biggest energy zapper. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. gonna burn out. Yeah. So to be able to believe that once you walk away, that what's done is done and it's good enough is huge.
2: Hmm. So just for people listening who don't know what muscle testing is, what, can you just explain that?
0: Yes. So muscle testing is an excellent biofeedback mechanism that we, that we have on our bodies at all times. You don't have to go buy an expensive machine uh, in order to find out what your brain activity is going on and what happens really is because your subconscious mind is in control of your motor functions and is also the storehouse of your values and attitudes and beliefs you can use it as this biofeedback mechanism so when you do a muscle testing it really is more testing the signal strength in your body so it's kind of like when you've got an internet connection and you see the bars and you know the closer you are to I live out in the boonies and so it's easy to I'll stand in a corner of my house with my cell phone and it'll be strong and then I'll turn an inch and then I'll lose connection. <laughs> it's very, it's just it's like that is, is you, you test the, the energetic um, flow in your body. And when your body um, senses a, a conflict, um, yeah. then it'll, then it'll, you'll get a result in yeah. In yeah. a weak mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. So um, some pre-tests that I do with my clients are very simple ones. Like they'll say, my name is Joe. We'll muscle test and ninety nine point nine percent of the time it'll test strong. <laughs> it should, <laughs> it should yeah. test strong. Um, you'll say my name is Steve and the muscle test will be weak. And so we go through a series of of very clear yes or no, true or false, like and dislike so that you can really feel what it's like when your muscle test is weak and when it's strong. So that when we actually get into testing your beliefs, then you have a really clear reading of when a belief is is true or when it's not true for you.
2: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. I've had some of that stuff happen um i did somebody did some kinesiology i think is what it was called a number of years ago when i had my um local magazine i did a review for it and and recently something else where i was they do something with they call it swaying where you go forwards or backwards um which was a similar idea well i think angela's disappeared um talking about the internet she also just turned slightly to the side (laughs) and has now disappeared um but yeah so a, a number of people um probably don't know what what that is and haven't uh had to go with it if you like so it's good to get that explanation so angela's back we were just saying you probably had a little issue with your <laughs> connection
0: there but we're back
2: now so that's great
0: you know so, these uh, things These things don't scare me because I remember Rob Williams, the originator of Psyche, getting on a podcast interview and the connection being wonky. And I just thought, okay, well, here we are talking about uh, energy psychology and, you know, perfect example. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your patience.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So um, so last couple of questions. then. firstly, what do you do if it all goes horribly wrong? If you have a bad day, how do you deal with that?
0: Well, to be honest with you, sometimes I eat a lot of carbohydrates. <laughs> yeah, um, good. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's like we just, when a day goes really wrong for me, I oftentimes, I'm either really in my head and need to bring myself back into my body. And um, when I'm really feeling bad, sometimes I go to those terrible behaviors or even better I'll go outside because I live in a beautiful nature and just kind of ground myself. Mm-hmm. But then there's other times when I have a bad day and I'm really feeling the anger physically in my body. I'll my my knee jerk response is anger. Some people curl up in a ball and cry, but I want to break stuff. And <laughs> you know, it's really about just saying enough, you know, I and walking away for me. So um that's what I do is I, I will ground myself and be in my body and hopefully choose healthy practices, uh, taking a nap, taking a bath, um, even blowing off steam and talking with someone who will hear me out for a little bit, but not commiserate with me very much either and just help me bring me back to, okay, Um, what, what can you do? Remember you have choices Mm -hmm. and remembering that when I have a bad day, that's a judgment. I'm making it good or bad or right or wrong when really having a bad day is just about getting a lot of information. (laughs) Um, It's, you know, um, I've been in a few lawsuits recently. That's a, that's a pretty bad day. Um, but it's information and it's showing me where did I make the mistake? Where did I go wrong? What can I learn from this? Because Mm -hmm. when you grow bigger, you've got more people in your life. And more people means just a more variety of personalities and temperaments to to work with. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's just Mm -hmm.
0: the way it is. So, yeah.
2: yeah. That bit about um, talking to somebody but only for a limited time, you, you could talk to little Dodsey, my, my daughter Ellie, who's the co-presenter. She was telling me the other day that one of her school friends hadn't done very well at school um, in a particular test. Uh, sorry, forget that. She had done really well at school but not as well as her parents wanted her to do. There's a lot of pressure. Um, and and so Ellie apparently said to her, right, you can be annoyed about it for an hour and then you've got to stop. Yes. <laughs> and I thought at 12, that's not bad advice, is it really? yes
0: totally totally
2: so yeah if you ever get into that situation again you know just give us a call ellie will deal with you yeah
0: (laughs) and it is good to be to blow it off and be like and act like a victim and blame and project and (laughs) yeah (laughs) but then it's like okay yeah yeah, i am i am committed yeah i'm committed to being better so what can i do
2: yeah yeah I'm mindful that you that you need to dash off um so last question what um what about those days when you really feel like you've had the chance to live more, and that's where I talk about where you get to do the things that you really want to do, not the things that you feel you should do or you have to do what what's that day look like?
0: Yeah, well, I'm at a point now, Joe, where I, I do some planning. So I have big things. Um, You know, you said you live in the UK. Well, I was just in Ireland a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And but we went in April and I began planning it in November. So there's there's parts of the year two three times a year where I make big plans. I buy plane tickets I figure out how much money I'm going to need and on and on so I definitely have touch points throughout my year where I know That I'm going to get to go and I'm going to get to do something where I feel like I'm living more Mm -hmm. Now on a day-to-day basis for me Living more is all about having my office hours and like I said earlier five o'clock hits I shut it down, and I walk away, and I literally switch modes. I just switch my brain because that is the only way that I can really – that I feel like I can live more and enjoy the beautiful place that I live and the, my family around me and the food that we're cooking and and the things that we're doing. So yes. um Yeah, that's how I do it is it have the making plans to live more (laughs) and being strategic about it and then doing it. And then on a daily basis, being very clear with myself of when is enough and shutting it down.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, Intentional was a word I shared in a podcast recently, and I think that uh, that speaks to that as well. It's about, as you say, planning and making it happen. (laughs) Lovely. Brilliant. Thank you, Andrew. It's been so interesting talking to you today. Really appreciate your time. How can people find out more about you and get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so just go to my website, AngelaAnderson.life. I would love for you to be a part of my community. So how to do that is you can opt in to my free training, which is about helping you reprogram your money code and the steps to take so that you can massively grow your wealth. So you can opt into that training. I also have a money code success workbook. So just figure out how to get on my email list, and that gets you uh, a chance to be a part of my community where I'll keep in touch with you and email you and offer you more trainings, and support. And of course, if you're ready to get started right away and reprogram your money code, you can schedule your sessions and or you can schedule a time to talk with me and we will get going and hit the ground running and get you the support and so that you can move forward. Brilliant. Thanks, Angela. You're so welcome, Joe. Thank you.
1: Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our power to live more calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at, with the help you need in the moment, so you can get unstuck, move forwards, and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true, or maybe wondering how it fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no obligation chat with Joe to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com/calmcall. Use your power to live more.